0: Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better. Helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments, here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson.
1: All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I am Austin Wilson, a research analyst at Hickson Zerker Capital Management.
2: And I'm Josh Robb, Director of Wealth Management at Hickson Zerker Capital Management. Austin, how can people help us grow
1: our podcast? Well, we would love to grow this podcast. And we can do that if you would subscribe if you're not subscribed. Uh, Every single podcast player you're listening to, whether that's a little plus button, a follow button, or whatever that is, uh, you can follow us. You can subscribe. That way, you get new episodes every single Thursday. We would love it if you do that, and we would love it if you would visit our website and sign up for our weekly newsletter to get notified each and every Thursday when our episode drops, with a link to listen to it, as well as some some high level show notes or some uh, a summary of what we're going to be talking about in that episode. So today, yes. Are you excited as I am for this? Uh, We're going to talk about IRAs. We're going to talk about IRAs. I mean, we've never talked about them before. Are we talking about Roth or traditional? I don't know. You tell me. Well, nope. We're actually going to be talking about IRAs, but we're going to be talking about the recently passed Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, also known as the IRA. You'd think you'd come up with a new new acronym because... I feel like, they're, like, we've talked about this before, but to taxpayer dollars, hard at work, someone's job is to come up with acronyms for bills.
2: Right. And that's
1: going to be my second career, by the way. <laughs> you love good tickers and you love good acronyms. This was not a good one. This is not. So well, it's it's a good one. It's just... It's already been used. used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was good the first time. And if this
2: dealt with IRA issues, I would be okay with them using that. Exactly. It does not.
1: It It's not even mm. in the ballpark. So, Josh, yes. the background of the Inflation Reduction Act really goes back to the Build Back Better plan. So this was a legislative framework proposed by United States President Joe Biden between 2020 and 2021. It was viewed as a pretty ambitious bill in general mm-hmm. in terms of both size was huge. and scope. It was enormous. So it sought to make the largest nationwide public investments in social, infrastructural, and environmental programs since all the way back in the 30s with the Great Depression fighting policies of the New Deal. That's kind of where it gets its roots, those sort of thinking there. The plan was actually divided into three parts. So one of them was the American Rescue Plan, which was a COVID-19 relief spending bill that was signed into law in March of 2021. The two other parts, those were reworked into different bills over the course of extensive negotiations within and among congressional entities, part one being the American Jobs Plan. That was a proposal to address long-neglected infrastructure needs and reduce America's contributions to climate change's destructive effects. And then there was the American Families Plan, which was a proposal to fund A variety of social policy initiatives, such as paid family leave and things like that, that had never been enacted nationally in Mm -hmm. the U.S. The Build Back Better Act, that was a bill introduced in the 117th Congress to fulfill aspects of the Build Back Better plan. So, ACT was part of the plan. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was spun off from the American Jobs Plan alongside the Infrastructure and Investment in Jobs Act, which was a $3.5 trillion that's with the T, by wow. the way. Yep. Democratic reconciliation plan package that included provisions related to climate change and social policy. Now, obviously, these sort of things don't go through as they're intended right away. Mm-hmm. So there was a series of negotiations, and the price was lowered to approximately 2.2 trillion. Oh man, and with it cuts T, so much. Look that, at all this savings. That's deflation. That's deflation all the savings they saved us so the bill was actually passed 220 to 213 by the house of representatives on november 19th 2021 so then in december of 2021 again more negotiations going on parliamentary procedures senator joe manchin he publicly pulled his support for the bill really due to its cost and that he thought it envisioned a too aggressive transition to clean energy obviously because because he lives in West Virginia, yep. and they're the coal mine central They like the world. They like coal. That was whispering. I hope yep. that comes through. That is kind of, you know, he was doing it for his voting constituents, yep. obviously. So subsequently retracted his support for his own compromise in that legislation. So he was what held up the bill for a yep. long time. So this effectively killed the bill, because this bill, if you look at the Senate, needed 50 senators to pass via reconciliation, and all 50 Republican senators opposed it. So he was the, well, the holdout. Some continued negotiations between Joe Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer over the course of months eventually resulted in even further reduction from $2.2 trillion to $737 billion. That's a big drop. That is. In fact, it's like a third. So that became the $737 billion Inflation Reduction Act of okay. 2022. The sudden deal on the Inflation Reduction Act, which was negotiated pretty much in secret. So like we were all oh, shocked no when did. it came out. Yeah and announced on July 27, 2022, was widely regarded as a shocker as Democrats had voiced that there was little hope for a revival of many of their priorities in addition to Manchin himself being rather pessimistic on the prospect in public. So as the revised bill made its way through the chambers of Congress, the new reality of Biden unexpectedly having a clear path to enacting substantial portions of his domestic agenda into law that he had talked about you know, for years as he was campaigning led to a wide reevaluation of the success of his presidency thus far and is expected to give him a party boost while campaigning. Mm -hmm. So that is where we are in terms of how the Inflation Reduction Act got to be where it is.
2: Yeah, so the Build Back Better plan was this big plan. Mm -hmm. They had tried to get multiple things. They tried to take it all into one, couldn't get it, reduced it down, still couldn't get it split it apart, yep, and that's where we're at, this Inflation Reduction Act. It's a piece of that legislation. A very, very
1: small piece, actually, of the overall original agenda. Let's talk about some provisions. What's in there? So there is a lot in here, and if you know how our government specifically likes to make things, they like, (laughs) it is like 800 pages and things don't all align. They're not all the same, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not all focused on the same thing. Yep. So this is like a compilation of a lot of different things. Obviously, you have to bring money in to pay for things. You know, At least that's the way it traditionally works. So there is a period that's going to raise revenue, right? There's going to be a discussion of raising revenue in this. So number one, over a period of 10 years, the law is estimated to raise revenue from a couple different things. First thing being prescription drug price reform to lower prices, including Medicare negotiation of drug prices for certain drugs, starting at 10 by 2026. So that is going to be... $265 billion of extra revenue brought in. So that's contra revenue, I guess. That'd be
2: yeah, it's not really revenue. It's offsetting their it's offsetting already expense. ba- baked-in expenses.
1: So it's being portrayed as revenue. Yeah. Uh, another one is a selective 15% corporate minimum tax rate yeah. for companies with higher than $1 billion in annual financial statement income. That yes. is estimated to bring in $222 billion. Mm-hmm. Another one is increased tax reinforcement. This one's mm-hmm. the sticky one. Yeah. So the IRS, not... IRA that we're talking about today, the Internal Revenue Service, they are anticipated to bring in about $204 billion. That actually is going to be an increase in audits, essentially, of higher income earners is what's typically being thought of here. But if you look into some of the numbers, it actually could be middle class and above are going to be audited at a higher rate at this point.
2: Your most efficient way, just looking at this, is you want to audit the people who are Higher in income, where they're taking exemptions, things like that, where they could have even honestly made a mistake, yeah, not like yeah, trying to cheat the exactly. system, but they just made a mistake. But they're not in such a high bracket where they have a bunch of attorneys that they can use to fight. There's the a sweet spot in there. it's that in between because yep. the super high income earners are also the ones that have a whole team of they attorneys on it. staff to say, "I'm not even going to deal with this. You yep. guys take care of it." Yep. It's that in between where you say, "We're audit you. We're probably going to find some deficiencies."
1: And you're going to just pay because you're not going to want to fight it. That's that's your sweet spot. Absolutely. And then another piece of revenue, I guess, would be another $74 billion-ish. I'm Mm going to put ish on all these because who knows, of a 1% excise tax on stock buybacks. So that would be if, for example, Apple is the buyback king of the world, right? They buy back their shares like crazy. They've bought back tons of shares over the years. Well, they would have to pay a 1% tax on the amount that they buy back, which... Theory is an attempt to slightly deter companies from buying back stocks and juicing earnings. But essentially, it's I, the math says that it's not going to deter them. It's still more than 1% beneficial to be buying back their own shares. Mm-hmm. So that is probably what's going to continue to happen at this point. Yep. Those are where the revenue is coming in, I guess, or less revenue going out in one case. How is this going to be spent Yes. the next question. Uh, one is addressing domestic energy... Security and climate change. So that's a big piece of the bill. Well, yeah, and energy security has been a huge thing as we've lived through this Russia-Ukraine invasion. And specifically, Europe is having a terrible time with energy reliance on Russia. That's been awful. And sent prices through the roof. Well, even coming out of COVID, supply chain disruption is a problem, right? And we need to make
2: sure we're better prepared for that.
1: But just making sure that we're as as secure in our own energy yep. needs as possible—that's one piece. Now a lot of that's going to be coming through renewables and things like that, as is made evident by the climate change focus as well. So that's going to be spent of about three hundred and sixty-nine billion dollars. They anticipate reducing the deficit by three hundred billion dollars. That uh, sounds nope. unlikely. <laughs> and then continuing for three more years, the expansion of the Affordable Care Act—that's over the next ten
2: years. So they're <laughs> correct.
1: <laughs> that's nothing for the deficit. Exactly. No, it's,
2: yeah. yeah. It's not even. Reducing what we owe—that's reducing how much every year that we're overspending, exactly. which is just yeah okay.
1: And then continuing for three more years, the expansion of the Affordable Care Act subsidies originally expanded under the American Rescue Plan of 2021. That's going to cost 64 billion dollars. Yeah. Funding for drought resiliency in Western states—that's about four billion dollars. Which makes me think, all those Eastern states or Midwestern states—are they getting like unfairly? discriminated against they should get funding for this too
2: so we didn't choose i know and we're in the midwest but if you think about where some foods come from everybody benefits if there's better production right you know those western states are big exporters of certain crops right you think idaho potatoes things like that that if there was issues there everybody pays for it so yeah i'm in the same like when you hear that you're like come on on. but then you think about it like you know what it makes a lot of sense sidebar
1: my dad has this theory yes Joel Wilson. Joel Stradamus, he calls himself. Okay. He's stories. got a thoughts. He's got, you got he thought? thinks. And this I get this thought that so think about the Midwest where mm-hmm. we live right now. Yep. We have essentially no natural disasters, no hurricanes, no tsunamis, no tornadoes. occasional tornadoes, no. but they don't really economic Minor
2: earthquakes, nothing big.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nothing big.
2: Mm-hmm. Blizzards.
1: Occasional. Yeah. So anyway, relatively yeah. minor okay. on a natural disaster yes. front, right? Yeah. Yep. No volcanoes. No volcanoes. Yeah. We have an abundance. Of fresh water. Oh, man. We, have, fresh we are water. the freshwater source of the place. world. Yes.
2: Right? Besides Lake Erie, it's not really fresh, but it's water. It's, it's fresh as well. It's technically
1: not salty. Yeah. So we're but good. it's not fresh. But we can clean it. We have plenty. Uh, yeah. The Midwest has access to all of this mm-hmm. stuff, right? The West is dry. Yep. Has no water. Mm-hmm. Has earthquakes and yada, yada, yada. Fault the, line. the South has hurricanes yeah. and all kinds of stuff. The East Coast Scorpions. has hurricanes and all kinds of stuff. Ooh, that's true mm-hmm. too. But we don't have any of those issues. No. This could be the place in 50 or 100 years to be buying up real estate because... Mm-hmm. This is it. This is it. We, got good we have crop. it all. We
2: have good soil.
1: It's great for farming. Mm-hmm. So we, this is the place to is be, it? the Midwest We're for the, life. We chose the best place to live. We really did. I didn't really so, choose it, but I'm going to stick with it. Yep. Okay, so there's one more oh, yeah. source Sorry. of spending here, and that is increased funding for the IRS. Is going to cost money, obviously. That's about $80 billion. Now that's offsetting the... 200. estimated $204 billion yep. that they'll bring in. Again, that's all estimated. <laughs> <laughs> $80 billion. Yeah. That's a lot. That's kind of where the money's coming in, where it's going. Josh, that's a lot of numbers. Yep. Hit me with something
2: funny. Okay. I got a dad joke. It's more an observation, but a data observation. The observation. Like the observation. Yes. Uh, so I needed to get some cash the other day, so I was in line for the ATM, and the guy in front of me was standing on one foot. And I'm like, what is happening Uh-oh. Here? He was just checking his balance. <laughs>
1: that's a e slapper right there. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. Okay, so speaking of ATMs, yes, I think ATMs need to get on board with Apple Pay. Mm. I don't want to have to bring my debit card out all the time. I You're at the I wrong
2: bank. bank. My bank, I can use my phone to log into my ATM.
1: Really? What mm-hmm. do you use, Chase? Fifth third. Oh, fifth third. Yeah. Fee third is what I've heard yeah. it's called.
2: No, it's good. So, ATM. Yeah. Go there. If I don't have my debit card, I have a login on an app, right? Yeah. And then from the app, I can log into the ATM.
1: Those shoot you all the money you want?
2: No, it's just the way to log in. Then you use ATM like you normally do. Oh. <laughs> it's just If I don't have my card to slide in the ATM slot, I can use my phone to access my account.
1: I'm so cash light anymore that I rarely go to the ATM. And usually if I get cash, I go straight to the ATM deposit mm-hmm. it. Because yep. in my mind, if I have cash, it's not mine until it's in my bank. Okay. Because I just like to see it all in one place. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my barber, which Kevin... Does a great job. Let Cooper me tell you what. I can't, I can't your like great clips, but I, I got that straight razor. I need razor to try it finish, sometime. Try straight it. razor finish on the back of your neck. Oh. Woo! That's where it's, at. it's where it's at. So anyway, it just feels old school. He takes cash. Mm. And it's like the only thing in my world that's cash only. So now I'm hoarding cash. Yeah, Every time I get a 20, it. I'm like, it's going in my work kit bag. It's so I can It's go going my in my hair, hair, hair fund bag. It's the hair fund bag. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which, you know, will probably get less and less use over the years. For me it is. That's right. You better charge less. So we couldn't leave this episode without yeah. giving what we you know, yes. believe is happening. Mm-hmm. Kind of our opinions, and we've probably got some different opinions on this, but that's what this is about. Yep. We have got some thoughts. So I'm going to start. So my opinion on the inflation reduction. Act. The real question in my mind is, does this lower inflation? Yes. Because that's what it's titled as, right? So putting some numbers to this, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimated that the bill would have no statistically significant effect on inflation. So that means probably not. The penn Wharton budget model also estimated that the bill would have no statistically significant impact on inflation. Okay, so it doesn't sound like it's living up to its name. The Tax Foundation, which I will point out, typically is a fiscally pretty conservative think tank in Washington. They stated that the bill may actually worsen inflation by constraining the productive capacity of the economy. It estimated the bill would result in a loss of 30,000 jobs and a 0.1% reduction in GDP, while resulting in or $304 billion of additional revenues, which they do anticipate would go mm-hmm. towards deficit reduction there. I can't help but thinking about the timing of this, going, you know, middle of 2022, heading into midterms. It seems like a bit of a political play to claim an election promise on a couple things, the climate, things like that, for the Democrats, which needed a little bit of help based on earlier in the year results uh, what odds were looking like for the election so seems like claim a win get some votes also claim that you're lowering inflation but inflation probably won't be impacted by this yeah. it just seemed a little bit political to me that's my opinion josh what
2: are yours so my opinion on the name is like they always do they find a very catchy name that they can
1: but it's an, sell a, it's an it's already used. I acronym. know the IRA acronym
2: is horrible. Come but on, Inflation Reduction Act. What is everybody paying attention to? This inflation, year? inflation. Yep. So I, I get it. That's what they always do is find some catchy name because they're they're selling it to the public. Yep. When I look at the actual bill itself, and my opinion is there's some pieces in there that you know I think are healthy and good and beneficial, like prescription price reduction. Like that's there's some reform that needs to be done in there, yep. and I, I think will this help? Hopefully, I don't know, but you know that. Progress that direction is good. Tax enforcement, new IRS, if you've called, ever it's tried horrible. to call the IRS, you can't get a hold of anybody. No. So I do think there's more people there. Now, I get from a revenue standpoint, you need to focus on audits, but. Start with
1: customer service. Well,
2: there's also other things you can do to probably optimize yeah. the IRS. They got some outdated tax stuff, they have some outdated websites, software. You know, they can become more efficient.
1: Or, my goodness, let's have a. Straight, easy tax code. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's a whole other issue, right? <laughs> so I get that too. Deficit reduction, not happening. No. I guess my biggest complaint, and it's not just this bill, but across the board, is they project these on a 10-year. Like That's what we were talking about, right? right? 10 years from now, 10 years from now, they use that, right? Or we'll save this amount in 10 years. So if you go back to 2012, 10 years ago, yep. and if they're putting together their budget... I mean, there's no way they're still following the things they had projected then. No. Like, ten years just doesn't make sense to me. So I have a hard time believing that this bill will do everything it says it's going to do from a cost-expense standpoint. So that leaves me to feel like it's actually not going to be as rosy as they're painting the picture, which means it'll probably impact inflation long-term yeah. just because they're spending more.
1: Well, and the leadership that put this together. They're not going to be there. They're not even going to be there. Yeah, ten years. So... That's, that's kind of tough. Yeah.
2: So overall, when I look at this, there's some pot, like drought resiliency for the Western states. That's important. I mean, just we, we talked about it. Like there's, there's things that they produce there that everybody in the United States needs and globally exports that yep. is beneficial overall. Potatoes like and wine. There's good things in there, in this bill. But again, like all bills that seem to be coming out now, they're very weighted with extra stuff stuffed in there, right? Yeah. 737 billion or whatever you said. That's a big number. And I'm assuming there's a lot of fluff in there that could have been maybe better adjusted if they were really concerned about those high points. But overall, there's good pieces in there. There's a lot of significant stuff that could have been left out or adjusted. But I think in the end, this is things that the Democrats were trying to get done. And they did. So, you know, that they needed to do it before the midterm elections. They saw an opportunity. they needed to. So They took it. Yeah. As well, they had the majority of both spots. This is probably their best chance. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, that is the Inflation Reduction Act. But thank you for listening to this episode. Please remember to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want to follow us. And also, if you know someone asking about the Inflation Reduction Act, share this episode with them. Ask them why and Ask, then share this episode exactly. with them. Uh, this may hopefully provide some help and some knowledge around that for them. And then as always, uh, email us any ideas to hello at the dads dot com. Well, until next Thursday, have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh, Robb, and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast there is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.